0: The first step towards getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are. Hello, and welcome to episode 504 of Under the Call of MS. This is a reviews and previews episode. We're going to review some more comics. We're going to have previews of stuff to come that you can pick up at a comic shop or online or wherever you get your comic book goodies. That was a quote by J.P. Morgan. Just more start to the New Year style quotes. But this episode, there's going to be a little phone interruption, and then I get back to things. But yeah, there's a call I had to take, so I had to cut things off. But let's get to the comics, starting with The Riddler, Year One. These year one books are one shots from DC Comics and their black label run and these are a lot of fun. If you can get your hands on them, at least I just been picking up the characters I'm interested in, but I still would like to read all of them. But This is a unique story on the Riddlers, more of his childhood, growing up his want to make his dad appreciate him more for doing everything right. But let's see as depicted in Matt Reeves hit movie, the Batman, the Riddler wasn't simply an amusing eccentric with an affinity for wordplay and baffling clues but as terrifying a villain as any in the annals of the Dark Knight. Here you can see Edward Nashton evolve into the menace known as the Riddler. How did an unknown forensic accountant uncover the dark secrets of Gotham's underworld and come so close to bringing down the entire city? This six-issue miniseries is an immediate prequel to *The Batman*, the detailed, disturbing, and at times shocking story of a man with nothing to lose. I not know this is a six-issue. Oh, I'm okay. I'm. I assume each character is considered an issue, but yeah, this is a really interesting look at the Riddler. Puts him in a pretty badass position. And, yeah. That was very interesting. So, if you like those characters, check them out. They got a variety of them. Then we got Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Number three. And number four of six. Where we're getting deeper and deeper into the story of the Nazis creating these zombie-ish, but intelligent-style monstrous creatures. And our troops trying to settle the score, even the odds, get the upper hand. By taking out as many of these characters as they can while they hunt their way to the modified Hitler-style character. The Hitler beast or whatever he's going to end up being. Because they got these serums, they're jacking each other up with this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a fun run. If you like the old school combat days of horror and stuff like that and you like a little supernatural twist added to it definitely check this run out and it's only a six issue run so that's not so bad and it's by DC Horror so they do a great job with it I was very happy where where this went and of course with it being done by Bruce Campbell Eduardo Arizo and Chris Christian Rossi, it's a great group. I like what they did. I hope they come out with more of these in the future. Just <clears throat> kind of keep playing on the old school, uh, old school, old school comics, brought into a horror sci-fi style realm. Next up, we got Shirtless Bearfighter 2, number 5. Previously, after hitting rock bottom when he's kicked out of the fuzz, Shirtless travels to Japan in search of answers. There he learns that the bear god Ursa Major is his real father, and that Ursa Major intended for Shirtless to be a kind of weapon to terrify bears. Those bears would pray to Ursa Major, empowering him with their belief and enabling him to save bear kind from humanity's oppression. Fortunately, Shirtless was raised away from Ursa Major's influence and never became the bear god's enforcer. As a result, Ursa Major's power has been greatly diminished. Uh, just goes on and on, but if you haven't read it all, you definitely wanna. And I suggest also going back to the original shirtless bear fighter run. Get it all, get yourself caught up because this is just a ton of fun. But at the moment, the bears have taken over the world. The humans are just play toys for them. It's it's quite the storyline of a character that loses his powers if he wears a shirt. And he likes to run around pantless a lot. <laughs> so, uh, he was raised by bears. So. Oh, one more great one. We got S- Steve Urena's Slow Pokes 2. And we go to summer camp with our crew that's escaped so far from the menacing little uh, cute (laughs) uh, sloths, three-toed sloths that just so happened uh, have been militarized and now are fast and like to chop people up and everything else up. And they're on the hunt of the people that escaped. And the people that escaped run into a interesting little camp. Kind of a fat camp for kids. And all kinds of torture, menace. destruction, craziness happens in this issue, and it is just a blast. This again, a person from the Crimson Call Comic Club just so happens to be drawn into this this issue, and I'm drawn into the third issue of this, so if you want to get your hands on it, watch for Steve Green and Slowpoke's Kickstarter's coming out Eventually, pretty, I would say within the next few months, we'll probably see the third one. But keep an eye on it. Check it out. It's a blast. It's just, and the artwork and the, it's like I did the Kickstarter with the t-shirt and the poster and has awesome imagery on it the cover for that I picked up for the slow folks too, with the blood Lake with the sloth face in it. It's just too sweet. <laughs> but yeah, check that out. Uh, we're going to end it there and get to the previews next. So we'll be right back. All right, Let's get back to more goodies that are coming out in the future. Yeah. Forged number one, by image comics In the 11th millennium of the rule of the Eternal Empress, a squad of planet-smashing super soldiers find their routine mission to be anything but. These are The Forged. They take no prisoners. Written by Greg Rucka and Eric Trotman, and brought to the page by Mike Henderson, embark upon an over-the-top pulp adventure of sex, Violence and sci-fi inspired by Conan, heavy metal, and other comics you tried to hide from your parents. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more of a description of the story and not what they're trying to be like. But what you gonna do? They have Godzilla, best of King Kaidora. It's like Godzilla is doing the best of now, just like Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did. It's a good way to get the characters that you want, the storylines of those characters. They have Granite State Punk, number one, by Scout Comics. Zeke has just gotten released from prison and is now living in the pet last place he ever wanted to be his dead parents' house. For years, he tried to drown every ounce of the memories of this place and his messed up childhood. Zeke is now forced to confront it, and the revelation that his past is filled with the occult, punk rock, dark magic, and its connection to New Hampshire's most historic landmark, the Old Man of the Mountain. If he doesn't want to be at his house, all he's got to do is... Sell it. (laughs) Keep what he wants from it. Get rid of the rest. And there's something about punk that's been going around. We had Spider Punk and a bunch of other punk-related things that came out in the past year or two. Let's see. We got Grim Fairy Tales number 70 by Xenoscope Entertainment an interesting little critter creature on the cover. As numerous enemies emerge, the denizens of Arcane Acre must split up to combat the darkness that is leaking into their world from beyond the walls of reality. Among these evils stirs an object to haunting that the creature within is what nightmares are made of. Now, I don't usually talk ongoings, but the Grim Fairy Tales tend to change it up quite a bit. So I usually check those out. Then we got Grim Spotlight, Masumi from Xenoscope Entertainment. Looks like a possible new, interesting character. Or maybe not. Masumi is back, the last remaining descendant from a long line of assassins. Masumi was raised as a weapon with deep knowledge of witchcraft and demonic lore, who has seen everyone that she has loved perish in their war against demons. Now, a long-thought vanquished enemy of her family has returned and is seeking vengeance. And next up, we got... Oh, no, that's an ongoing Oh, that's an ongoing We have Hellcat, Volume 2, Number 1. I got the original Hellcat run. I still got to (laughs) read. This is by Marvel Comics. Leaping from the pages of Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man run, Hellcat is back. Patsy is back on the West Coast, living in a demon house haunted by the ghost of her mother. When someone close to Patsy's inner circle is murdered, Hellcat becomes the prime suspect. Now Patsy must prove her innocence and evade both the police and the supernatural sleepwalkers. To add to the perils she faces, her demonic ex, Damon Hellstrom, shows up, and that's never a good thing. A supernatural superhero murder mystery? (laughs) Might have to see what that one's up to course they got a scotty young cover so that's the one i'd have to go with well i was gonna let the cat out but then as soon as i go to get up he decides to walk away from the door being a little brat for the people that are fans of the rick and morty style high on life video game that's out there they have high on life angry Kevin AR enamel pin they have high on life creature AR enamel pin these are all from pinfinity they have high on life Gus AR enamel pin I got a cat attacking me so I let him get situated don't know why you caught it at the door if you didn't want out, and now you're just being a brat. Uh, there's High on Life Knifey AR Enamel Pin, High on Life Sweezy AR Enamel Pin, all from Pinfinity. We got Hone of Orcs, number one of four by Blood Moon Comics. It's been too long since the first battle between orcs and elves. The so-called War of a Thousand Years brought a dark outcome to the Orc Kingdom, whose inhabitants are born weaker and die faster with each new generation. Hone, a young Orc girl who encounters this bleak scenario, decides to build an army to strike at the heart of the problem. In order to survive, the Orcs must once again face the Elf Empire, And reclaim the rightful place they lost in the mystic lands. You're going to purr into the microphone. All right, let's see here. We have Indigo or Indigo, Indigo Children, maybe. (laughs) Number one by Image Comics series premiere acclaimed creator kurt Pierce returns to image for a brand new ongoing series with the creative team behind the smash hit series youth soon to be a show on amazon prime radiant black meets the department of truth in this action-packed sci-fi mystery epic as journalist donovan price hunts down the extraordinarily gifted indigo Indigo children. I don't know why I can't say it. After their mysterious disappearance 15 years prior. An extra length first issue for the regular price of just $3.99. Or you can pre-order it and save yourself about a buck fifty. This one I was so happy to see. I don't care what it's about. I'm getting it. It's Jeff, number one, one one-shot by Marvel Comics. Jeff the Landshark stars in his own fantastic comic. Since his very first appearance, Jeff the Landshark has flooded our hearts like an adorable tidal wave. Now the ingenious, the extraordinary, the unbearably innocent Jeff embarks on his own adventures across the Marvel Universe. He thought it was safe doing laundry or going to for a leisurely sl- swim in the pool, but no activity can protect against Jeff's cuteness. Collecting the hit Affinity Comics series from the Marvel Unlimited app, this one-shot features a brand new cover and tail. We mean tail. Kids to adults. Yeah, that's a definite that's going on my list right at the top. Yeah, John Carter of Mars Trade Paperback by Dynamite Entertainment. Soldier, Outcast, Husband, Hero. Award-winning author Chuck Brown and dynamic illustrator George Combadeus present a blood bold ver- bold vision of a classic science fiction hero. It's the year 1919. An asteroid of pure ninth hurdles towards Earth. Its te- teeming power slowly melds the people of Earth to Mars and Mars to Earth. John Carter is ripped from everything he knows, powerless and confused. Suddenly in battle with Martian apes in Virginia. Strap in for full octane adventure every month in John Carter of Mars. Every month? So this isn't just a one-time trade paperback? I don't understand. It's not numbered. They have Jungle Fantasy Survivors 1-5 to five, Sultry Bag Set of 5 Comics from Foundless Comics, they also have numbers 6 to 10. And then we got Cayman America, Scars and Bars, One Shot, by Antarctic Press. Carly and the Cayman Corps are in an awkward, precarious position as they must face the reality that one of their friends is the villainous Vermillion Masquerade. Conflicted with the need to take down her friend turned foe, Cayman America is faced with the decision she'll have to make to stop Vermilion's destructive rampage while salvaging what's left of, of their relationship. It's Cayman America versus Vermilion masquerade in their final confrontation, culminating in the epic finale of the Stars and Stripes saga. And Carly's story is just getting started. Is it, is it just getting started? There's a Cayman Rider 01, number one to four, Copic Virgin Covers Pack by Titan Comics. Doesn't really tell me much. I, I kind of know the Cayman Rider characters, but not really. That's a good way to get a pack of comics of them if you want to get into them. We have Carnal Confessions, number one, by Legends Comics. As head of the Dominion Intelligence Agency, Catherine Moore is faced with decisions that affect the lives of billions of citizens she helps monitor and control. Armed with an endless amount of intel, she has normally navigated the moral tightrope of value, valuing the many over the few with ease. But when one of the echelon of hierarchy, hierarchy moves against her, she calls his bluff and the price is bloody. Stripped of her power both literally and figuratively, feeling justified in her blood-soaked actions, Catherine Moore begins the arduous journey of regaining what was taken from her, at any cost. Legends is proud to present Indie Darling, Sora Songs, Carnal Confessions, a hybrid prose and comic art epic maxi series debuting in March. All right, we got Nocturne County trade paperback by Scout Comics. Nonstop imprint. Nocturne County is a gritty adult crime noir set in a classic children's book universe. As if Dr. Seuss took a few swigs of whimsical whiskey and ran amok through Sin City. Various tales converge and collide in this country built on crime as a rhyming narrative lands readers through a tape. Or leads readers through a tangled web of death, booze, drugs, and betrayal. Good doesn't always win. Bad doesn't always pay. And in true noir fashion, people always die. Collects the complete three chapters. I gotta let my hemorrhoid out. My cat. He's just pawing at the door and yanking a go. Get your butt out. There. You want out, you go out. It's just the way it is. Gotta push at that door, but as soon as you open it, nah, I don't want out. 50 degrees out. Get your ass outside and play, damn it. Uh, go see the neighborhood dogs. They're running around today, too. All right, we got Kong the Great War number one by Dynamite Entertainment. The world at war, while men of all nations fight on foreign shores, an imperial German U-boat is lost at sea, the crew now faces terror beyond imagination, monsters from creation's dawn, gruesome bloodstained death from above and below, impossible beast reigning by fear and violence in the South Pacific, and looming over all, the gargantuan ape god that knows no master these brave men have faced death before but now they must contend with khan i wish they'd have an image for that one they have lady baltimore death of Icolos number one one shot by dark horse comics lady sophia baltimore accompanied by an array of formidable companions continues her war against the Nazis in an occult-alternative Outerverse. High in the frozen Italian Alps, a mercenary sorcerer has revealed a dangerous magical artifact. German forces will use it to obliterate Allied forces who stand against them, unless Sophia and Imogen can take possession of it first. Horror genius writer team Mike Magnola and Christopher Golden reunite with stellar art by Bridget Cannell and colors colors by Michelle Madsen in a brand new one-shot story. I'm just having a burp attack today. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, they have Lady Death, Elegant big set of five comics from Boundless Comics. They had the Lady Death Empress set, big set of five comics. The Lady Death Lurid big set of five comics. Lady Death Monarch big set of five comics. And Lady Death Wild big set of five comics, all from Boundless Comics. They have Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, number one, by DC Comics, which I thought we were told Lazarus Planet was ending with that one issue, and then... They're still going, so I'm glad I didn't double down on everything and go crazy and decide to wait for some trade to come out in the future instead. But after the events of Lazarus' planet, the gods of the multiverse have decided to take down the heroes they once called champions and the world they've sworn to protect. For years, the gods sat idle atop their mountains as their legends faded into obscurity along with their bodies. Now is their time to remind the selfish mortals of their existence and take back the world with something more powerful than belief, fear. Only the brave heroes Wonder Woman and Shazam stand in their way, but will their combined powers be enough? It's like if we're ascended from all these deceiving, despicable, punishing gods. It's no wonder we act the way we do, us worthless humans. And we got number two coming out right away too, so you can pre-order both of them if you want them. They have an LF Pop-Sized Pin Marvel What If Zombie 1 Pin. They have a Lf pop sized pin marvel what if zombie three pin from Funko Pop from by Funko. And they had a bunch of other pins. Those were the coolest looking ones. There's lit comics, literary theory, and graphic novel. <clears throat> Excuse me, by Rutgers University Press. Critical studies of the graphic novel have often employed methodologies taken from film theory and art criticism. Yet, as graphic novels from Maus to Watchmen entered the literary canon, perhaps the time has come to develop theories for interpreting and evaluating graphic novels that are drawn from classic models of literary theory and criticism. Using the methodology of George Lucas Lukacs and his detailed defense of literary realism as a socially embedded practice lit comics tackles difficult questions about reading graphic novels as literature whether looking at graphic novel adaptations of proust or considering how jack kirby's use of intertext textuality makes him the Balzac of comics The study offers fresh perspectives on how we might appreciate graphic novels as literature. Book's a book, fucker. (laughs) As long as you get your point across, and it's a lot shorter than reading a few hundred extra pages, then what's wrong with that? Just get your story across. Uh, They have a Luigi's Mansion, three PVC statue collector's edition, and a couple different Luigi's Uh, statues for fans of that game. Then we got Lycan number one by Band of Bards. A rogue pack of werewolves has been on the run for centuries. After starting new lives in a sleepy Colorado community, living undetected among humans, their enemies have finally tracked them down. Their idyllic suburban lives were a dream. But sometimes you can never escape your past, no matter how hard you try. These women wanted peace, but their tormentors won't let them be. See what happens when they unleash their long-suppressed might. Let's see where we're at here. I think I can end it. Uh, they have man-goat and bunny-man Bunny Man, green eggs and *Blam*. trade paperback out from Xenoscope Entertainment. If you didn't get that run, it was very enjoyable. And they also have a Marvel Amazing Fantasy 15, 16 by 12 inch metal sign. And they had a few other signs, I believe. Uh, Marvel animated style Drax statue, which is, I believe, done by Scotty Young. But it's by Diamond Select. Uh, At least Scotty Young posted a picture of it. And there's Marvel Doctor Strange Mom Dead Defender Strange Deluxe Art. Which looks pretty interesting. And they have a Marvel Giant size X-Men number 1. 16 by 12 metal sign from Pop Fun Merchandising. And a Marvel Hulk 340 16 by 12 metal sign. And a Marvel New Mutants 98 16 by 12 sign. So, and a Marvel Silver Surfer 4, 16 by 12 metal sign, and a Marvel Spider-Man number 300, 16 by 12 metal sign. So, if you want like those issues and you want the signs, pick them up while you can. We'll get back with more after this. Next up, we got Marvel vs. Rocket and Groot for you to pick up in the future. Graphic novel from Marvel Comics. Looks like it collects Rocket Groot, well, Rocket Raccoon 2014, number five, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, number four to six, and Groot, number six. That's not that impressive. Four, five, six, three, four, five, five comics. In a graphic novel, I mean, it's a decent price, but only about two bucks of comics you're paying for, or less if you pre-order. But, I think they have more good tales to put together than that. We have Marvel Voices, Spider-Verse number one, one shot. Nope, no we don't. No image, no description means we'll hear about it, it more probably next month. They have a Masters of the Universe Beast Man BDS Art Scale one statue by Iron Studios, and Beast Man is always one of the more interesting characters. They do, I believe, have like Man at Arms and some other ones also available. Uh, Mechaton, number one, by Scoot Launch. Scoot Imprint. Derek and Leah don't really have a plan. All they know is that video games are awesome and that you should always look out for your neighbor. But when giant mutant insects start terrorizing the neighborhood, they'll have to get off the couch and do something about it. Luckily, everything they need just fell out of the sky. The Mechaton glove, a machine that converts everything it punches into a battle mech. Whether it's a hot dog stand or a house, here's hoping they don't lose their heads trying to do the right thing. That does sound kind of fun. Cruising around in a hot dog stand mech. Who knows what else they'll come up with. Vending machine mech. We got a Mezco static Elvira, Mistress, Mistress of the Dark 1-6 scale statue. And it's from Mezco Toys. And I'm a sucker for all things Elvira, and I like this one with her sitting atop the TV set with the old black and white. Picture on the screen. Popcorn bowl, movie popcorn bowl tipped over stack of books with a skull and candle on it. All the classics. They have a Midnight Suns trade paperback, which I was considering because I was interested in that run, but I just wanted to wait till trade it traded out. This collects number one to five of the Midnight Suns. The pre-order at just over two bucks a comic to... Or wait and pay about three bucks a comic if you're gonna trade that one out. So that's not really a good deal. That one should have been, I think it should have been a 999 price tag. So I might just wait till that's in the bargain bin because I know it will be. And I'll get it for like 75% off. Got Miracle Kingdom number one by Scout Comics. A forensic accountant investigates a showboating televangelist with dubious healing powers and quickly realizes that he may be dealing with the Michelangelo of scam artists. When his miracles appear to be astonishingly convincing, meanwhile the accountant's true purpose is shrouded in a mystery of its own. Slightly absurd and playfully self-aware, Miracle Kingdom is a tongue-in-cheek look at the clandestine systems that impact our lives and consider how these systems can be challenged. Interesting. Let's see. Don't know if I'll say this right, but Messe and Play, one shot by Kex Publishing say and place. After consuming every animal on Earth, humanity turns to the stars, enslaving, butchering, and consuming creatures from across the galaxy. Yeah, no shit, that's where we're headed. So, animals, even though they had a good run, are going to start disappearing quite quickly now that we went from 7 billion to 8 billion. And they're talking about doubling our population in the next few years. So it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know, with the supposed COVID shit and wipeouts and the wars that are happening all the time and everything else. It's and the killings every day in our cities here in Wisconsin. You would think the population wouldn't pop up a billion extra people within a few years, but yeah. Yes, COVID, COVID must have reproduced more than it took. I don't know. But now the food is fighting back in spectacular, spectacularly glory, gory fashion. Tuck in your napkin for this messy, pulpy, over-the-top tale of bloody revenge. Dinner is served. I know, like, seeing the critters get their payback, but it's a little late for most of them, obviously, if they wiped all the critters off the fucking planet. So, you deserve what you find in the universe. I'm a sucker for anything Monkey King. We got Monkey King Comp Odyssey Graphic Novel. I don't know if that's Complete Odyssey or by Magnetic Press. A vibrant retelling of the legendary Chinese saga Journey to the West by artist-animator Shai Ko, who brings his unique visual style and humor to this ageless fantasy adventure. A monkey is born from a stone struck by lightning and acquires supernatural abilities, which he uses for mischief and glory. But soon he finds himself at the ear of the heavens and imprisoned by the Buddha himself. To redeem himself, he is tasked with a quest to protect a monk on a great journey filled with danger and adventure. I got versions of the Monkey King from comics to small books to, holy shit, am I going to be able to read all this? (laughs) And I actually did. It's one of the few books I did read back in the day. Actually, a couple different versions of it. Yeah, it's got a price tag on it. Without telling us how many how many pages, but I would assume it's going to be a pretty good size book. I'd say probably close to uh, omnibus size. <laughs> we'll see. I think I'm going to pick it up. Uh, incoming. Yeah. Okay, yep. All right, time to get back to the things that are coming out in the future. I think this is where we left off. I think we're on Monster and Midways number one, the Band of Bards. It's number one of five. Monsters Wizards Barbarians and Heavy Metal set in Chicago of 1976. A heavy metal guitarist in the 1970s Chicago hasn't made the big time with his song or songs of magic wizards and elves. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of hard in the 70s. Let's see how he does with the real thing. High stakes action and adventure set to the tune of classic heavy metal and the best of pulp sci-fi fantasy hopefully they'll have a playlist to go with the trade paperback when it comes out so i'll wait till then see if they throw a cd in or not like one of the out one of the comics i'll be talking about this week or next week that just so happened to come with its own cd I hope we get to see a few more of those this year. But yeah, it looks like it could be fun, but I don't know. I'll wait for the trade to come out, and then I'll decide or pick it up in a bargain bin. We got Monster Men Isle of Terror, number one to three. Reader set from American Mythology. If you missed out on the Edgar Rice Burroughs sci-fi adventure, here's your chance to get all four issues in a handy little reader pack. It says number one to three, but then in the description it says four issues. So I don't know if there was like a prequel thrown in there, like number zero or something like that. We got Multiversity, Harley Screws Up the DCU, number one, by DC Comics. And Harley's just been so much fun last year, and I'm sure they got lots planned for her again this year. Harley's back in Coney for a long-overdue reunion with old friends, old haunts, and an old-time machine. You heard right. A mysterious benefactor has left Harley a time machine, and after giving it about a half second of thought, she decides to take it for a joyride. What could go wrong, right? Funny you should ask. Turns out a quick trip through time can screw up a few things, namely the entire DC universe. Yeah, it'd be fun to see what Harley does with it, but I hate time travel so that Is a Harley one I will probably skip out on. We have Myths and Legends, Black Knight, Fate of Legends, by Xenoscope Entertainment. There are many mysteries hidden within the powers of the Black Knight, and Peyton Parks must return to Camelot to keep those secrets out of the hands of the malevolent Morgan Le Fay. Unbeknownst to her... Not only is Camelot Imperial Imperial, but the fate of Wonderland hangs in the balance as well. Don't miss this next harrowing chapter in The Legend of the Black Knight. Is that a real word? Imperiled? I don't know. This doesn't come off the tongue right. All right. Uh, This is a re-solicitation, Nasty number 1. I don't remember hearing about it, so I guess we can check it out. It's by Vault Comics. 18-year-old Thumper Connell still has an imaginary friend, the masked killer from his favorite slasher film. Thumper is obsessed with horror and always has been. He fills his time with scary VHS rentals and hanging out with his fellow fans, the murder club. But everything changes when his local video shop acquires one of the notorious films known as Video Nasties. Films so scary, they're the target of the British Moral Decency League's crusade to ban and burn. But it's only a movie, right? It's all just imaginary, isn't it? It's like back in the VHS days, there were some movies that came out that were actual, real style slasher films. uh, Things done to people that was actually being done on film. Uh, Faces of Death was a huge one back then. You could see actual torture and death that was real being videoed and put on film and just didn't have much regulations back then when they started out. And when you do that, you never know what you're going to (laughs) get. But we checked them all out. The ones we could get our hands on. Uh, Neighbors number one. By Boom Studios. When Janet and Oliver Gowdy move to a quaint mountain town, their daughter Casey becomes part of a horrific chain of events, revealing that their neighbors are anything but what they seem. Soon, an unsettling old woman named Anx Agnes, Agnes Early fixates on Janet and Oliver's other daughter, two-year-old Isabel. It becomes clear that it's impossible to know what to trust, or who is even still human. Steeped in Irish and English folklore and mythology, Jude Ellison S. Doyle joins artist Letzia Kandaniki and colorist Alessandro Santoro to tread new ground in changeling horror. A tale perfect for fans of Eat the Rich and The Nice House on the Lake. Can't quite fixate on what stylization of character creatures they're going for. It's by Boom Studios, so I'm sure it'll be decent. We have Never Ender. Final Duel, number one of nine by Sumerian Comics. The year is 2x19, and due to breakthroughs in artificial accelerants, mankind has taken to the stars. At the edge of civilization, the dominant sport is a civilized sword duel to the death. The top five fighters are protected by Sangaro. A talented and tenacious duelist. Team Egalite is forced to choose which direction to fight after Merrick openly criticizes the colonel or colonial republic after the, he after his previous de, duel. I'm <laughs> uh, mixing up all these words. Dice and Kino equip never ender for the end game. I hate when they do this X in the year. It's like, why wouldn't it just be 2119 or 2519? Why has it got to be 2X19? I don't don't get what the X is, because there's a lot of, like, there was one comic that was 20XX. so it's like you're just guessing what year in the future because you don't want to make predictions that won't come true anymore. Like, we should should have had flying cars in the 80s thanks to Back to the Future, but never happened. <laughs> and our little lace-on shoes, which they finally got something, kind of like it put an outrageous price on it of course and then never mass produce that which more people would have wanted but they'll mass produce other crap (laughs) new mutants lethal legion number one by marvel comics the new new mutants with all the classic thrills best-selling multiple award-winning generally Bedazzled writer Charlie Jane Anders launches a fresh take on the beloved team. With rising star Enid Balm behind the illustrious pencils, the Shadow King, you men Demon Bear themselves. The New Mutants have faced some of the most cunning minds in the Marvel Universe and survived. But when someone starts building a new Lethal Legion, will Krakoa's youngest class finally be outmatched? Featuring fan favorites like Spang and Karma alongside explosive newcomers like Escapade, this is a series you can't miss. Everything leads to the fall of X. Don't sleep on the start. Uh, uh, It's a miss for me. I'm just... It's too many new characters with all these multiverses and I get it. There's a there are everyone I read, I'd say the majority of them have been fun. But it's just too much too much input. Too many We're starting to have more superheroes than normies out there, and that's just and that's a possibility. Now that we got all this genetics things where you can pick your genes for your child and figure out how you want them to grow up and what immunities you want them to have and all that stuff. And then once they start breeding with other people, they'll start passing certain things to their their children. And then eventually we'll have kids that have not exactly superpowers, but super abilities. We got A Nightmare Before Christmas, Flip Pop, Jack Skellington by Insight Editions. Jack Skellington transforms into a whole new look with just a touch in this ingenious pop-up collectible. Display and play. The Nightmare Before Christmas character, Pop. Jack Skellington transforms from one look to another with just a flip of the button. Watch Jack Skellington transform from the classic character in the iconic pinstripe suit to a festive Jack dressed up as a Santa Claus, ready to liven up the holiday festivities. A cult classic that just keeps coming back. Did I say that, that was from Insight Editions? They have a Nightmare on Elm Street too. Ultimate Freddy 7-inch action figure by NECA. I love these. These are the Velcroed boxes that have the extra body parts and all that stuff. And this one's not bad. I can't quite figure it out, but it looks like it might have... Ah... Got two Freddy dog creatures. It's got his claws, his hat, two other heads. So that's a cool little pack. Interesting little collection. And it's got a monster hand in there. (coughs) Excuse me. There's a nightmare. On Elm Street, Dream Warriors glove replica by NECA. So, if you want a little razor blade glove for your Halloween dresses, dressing adventures, or whatever, you'll just have a collectible glove hanging out in your house with knives all over it. This is for you. it's got a mannequin hand that you can display it on when you're not wearing it so at least they're stepping up the products a little bit and next up we got no one number one by image comics miniseries premiere 10 months ago the richard roe murders shocked the city of pittsburgh in the months since the killings have sparked a dangerous political movement. Copycat killers and a masked vigilante who's still determined to hold the powerful accountable. Not a symbol. Not a hero. They could be anyone. They're no one. Superstar writers Kyle Higgins and Brian Busolato and rising star artist Geraldo Borges bring you the extra-length first chapter of a true crime superhero drama in its own corner of the massive verse. Plus, the story continues in Who is No One? A monthly companion podcast starring Rachel Leigh Cook and Patton Alswald. No One is a Massive Verse series. Well, I am going to have to look up that. So I follow Patton Oswald's podcast, and I haven't heard about that one, which is kind of interesting. I didn't know Patton was also part of the Sandman Netflix series. It's on my list. I just haven't watched it yet. There's a Nosferatu Ultimates W1 Count Orloff action figure by Super 7 Media Incorporated. And it looks like it might come with some extra parts, hands, heads, the extra long finger hands. It's one I'd like to get for the wife, for her collection, but damn, it's got quite the price tag on it. For just a little action figure. So I will hold off for now. Then there's a Okami Oki Wolf Form PVC Statue Standard Edition. It's a very interesting looking wolf with weaponry. And a headdress. But it's pretty cool looking if you're into that series. That is for you. And then we got order and outrage number one. This is by Dark Horse Comics. Gene manipulation has always been solely for those who can afford the expensive... Prenatal treatments, Let's see this is what we were just talking about, income determined status, and more importantly, survival. If your genes have not been optimized, the order has no use for you. So basically what they're going to do, which you kind of expect in the future, they'll have gene manipulation, but only the rich will be able to get to do it. And then those kids will... Be the bullies for the rest of the kids. It's it's never going to change. The world's going to always have the different classes. Because why let everybody have the same opportunities? That just wouldn't make any sense. But if your genes have not been optimized, the order has no use for you. You are non-essential. Less than. To be eliminated. Everything is geared to keep the ship of state sailing along smoothly. No matter the cost. But in every totalitarian system lies the seeds of rebellion, independence, and outrage. Well, I sure as hell hope so. Because this world is getting ridiculous. If people don't start standing up. We're just going to end up food for the rest of the masses. <laughs> and they're going to start cooking us up, feeding us to the rest of the poor until they can get rid of the rest of them. And then they'll have their little societies again. Uh, there's a Pac-Man PVC statue standard edition from Dark Horse for the Pac-Man fans. And I have no idea what this is. It's uh, not a number one, but I've never heard of this before. It's called PP pee poo poo number 69, one-shot by Silver Sprocket. 2022 Ignatz Award winner for Outstanding Mini-Comic. Cash's take on the classic 60s underground comic collects several short stories, including the hilarious art school Confidential and the queer-meet-cute One Beer. Features a cardstock cover with foil. <clears throat> I better take a drink of water here. <clears throat> Getting raspy, boys. Just started. Got a long day ahead, damn it. I want to get through these previews. All right. Next up, we got Phantom Road number one. Hmm, Something popped up on my calendar that shouldn't be there, so I'm going to have to fix that. So it's Phantom Road number one by Image Comics. Mini-series premiere. Dom is a long-haul truck driver attempting to stay ahead of his tragic past. When he stops one night to assist Birdie, who has been in a massive car crash, they put they pull an artifact from the wreckage that throws their lives into fifth gear. Suddenly, a typical midnight run has become a frantic journey through a surreal world where Dom and Bertie find themselves the quarry of strange and impossible monsters. It's Grindhouse Horror meeting high-concept supernatural fantasy in the first issue of a bold new miniseries from Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. The Eisner Award-nominated creative team behind the best-selling Sentient series. So that doesn't help me. I don't know what I just... Not really sure what... overall story is about, but didn't grab me, so. We got Plan 59 from Outer Space, number one of three from Dren Productions. Another company I've never heard of. Back in 1957, Ed Wood brought us a movie about aliens who tried to raise the dead in order to destroy humanity, in order to prevent us from causing a galaxy, destroying weapon, that they believed we would one day create. This was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Obviously, Plans 1 to 8 failed. And spoiler alert, but frankly the movie has been out for 63 years now, so there shouldn't be much to spoil. So did Plan 9. But what happened in the years since 1957? Did the aliens just give up? Were they going to cease their plans to stop us and save the galaxy? Of course not. Almost 60 years have passed, and in that time they have attempted to destroy us nearly 50 more times, and humanity has become quite adept at fighting them off. But today they are coming back for their 59th plan, a plan that is so nefarious It just might work. I would hope it would work eventually. I liked Plan 9 from Outer Space movie. I know it's an old crappy Ed Wood movie, but I still liked it. And I just might have to read this. Since it's only three issues, we'll see. Pop-up number one of four by Blood Moon Comics. A brand-new pop-up museum has arrived. It contains the world's most infamous and cursed supernatural objects. For creator and starving artist Diane Strickland, this is her big break. Tomorrow is the grand opening, and she and her family must work through the night to make sure it's all ready. But what do you get when you bring so many evil exhibits together? Absolute Terror. Could be interesting, but... Surprised they're only going off four issues with it. We got Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors One-Shot by Archie Comics. Chilling Adventures presents Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors OS. Pop Tate is the glue holding Riverdale together, whether everyone realizes it or not. His chocolate shop is the beating heart of the city, where everyone can stop in for a delicious bite and some safe haven, even the worst sorts. And not just the -the run-of-the-mill rapscallions who recently broke the jukebox. When a young Riverdale couple... Nick St. Clair, and Sherry Time attempt to dine and dash on the humble small business owner, they quickly discover the fryer grease isn't the only heart-stopping thing about the chocolate shop. From tales of mystery meat to the unnatural visitors that dine late at night, this anthology tells stories about the horrors that happen at Riverdale's beloved malt shop. And how Pop Tate is at the center of it all. The most powerful figure in Riverdale, providing haven to all sorts of terrors and underhanded villainy. I can't wait to read this. I think Pop's is like the only restaurant in that town. (laughs) So, yeah, it would definitely be the centerpiece of everything. All right, we got Pop Scars number one of six. This is by Sumerian Comics. Pop Scars is a gritty Hollywood revenge story about a vigilante badass in a pink ski mask and the famous Hollywood movie producer she is out to kill, who also happens to be her estranged father. In Hollywood Revenge is the best is best served in front of an audience. As our pink ski masks Killer pushes her way through a Hollywood crowd, prepared to take her shot at her movie producer father. She's quickly swept into a brand new revenge plot orchestrated by her own unsuspecting target. Well, she shouldn't be taking on her father, anyways. But yeah, I'm sure there's reasons behind everything. All right. I think we can do one more here. Predator, Volume 4, Number 1. It's like, didn't we just have a new Predator run? This is by Marvel Comics. Now they're doing another one. I know in the 90s they did a bunch of short runs of Predator. and The, what you call it, Alien franchise. Fear is reborn on a planet far from Earth. Eight strangers find themselves in a deadly game, but this time the predators aren't the only ones on the hunt. Someone has the ucha in their sights, and they've been searching for this game preserved for a long time. Ed Bryson and Neto Diaz kicks off an explosive new series that will turn everything you thought you knew about predators on its head. Parental advisory yeah, I don't know. Wasn't overly thrilled with the Predator stuff from last year, so not sure if I'm going to jump on anything for this year. But we're going to end it here, and we'll get back with more goodies after this. Alright, time to get back to the things that are coming out in the future. I think this is where we left off. I think we're on Monster and Midway's number one, The Band of Bards. It's number one of five. Monsters, Wizards, Barbarians, and Heavy Metal, set in Chicago of 1976. A heavy metal guitarist in the 1970s Chicago hasn't made the big time with his song, or songs, of magic, wizards, and elves. Yeah, I think that would be kind of hard in the 70s. Let's see how he does with the real thing. High-stakes action and adventure set to the tune of classic heavy metal and the best of pulp sci-fi fantasy. Hopefully they'll have a playlist to go with the trade paperback when it comes out. So I'll wait till then, see if they throw a CD in or not. Like one of the out, one of the comics I'll be talking about this week or next week that just so happened to come with its own CD. I hope we get to see a few more of those this year. But yeah, that looks like it could be fun. But I don't know. I'll wait for the trade to come out and then I'll decide. Pick it up in a bargain bin. We got Monster Men Isle of Terror, number one to three. Reader set from American Mythology. If you missed out on the Edgar Rice Burroughs sci-fi adventure, here's your chance to get all four issues in a handy little reader pack. It says number one to three, but then... uh, description it says four issues so i don't know if there was like a prequel thrown in there like number zero or something like that we got multiversity harley screws up the dcu number one by dc comics and harley's just been so much fun last year and i'm sure they got lots planned for again this year Harley's back in Coney for a long-overdue reunion with old friends, old haunts, and an old time machine. You heard right. A mysterious benefactor has left Harley a time machine. And after giving it about a half-second of thought, she decides to take it for a joyride. What could go wrong, right? Funny you should ask. Turns out a quick trip through time can screw up a few things. Namely, the entire DC universe. It'd be fun to see what Harley does with it, but I hate time travel, so that is a Harley one I will probably skip out on. We have Myths and Legends, Black Knight, Fate of Legends by Xenoscope Entertainment. There are many mysteries hidden within the powers of the Black Knight, and Peyton Parks must return to Camelot to keep those secrets out of the hands of the malevolent Morgan Le Fay. Unbeknownst to her, not only is Camelot imperiled, but the fate of Wonderland hangs in the balance as well. Don't miss this next harrowing chapter in The Legend of the Black Knight. Is that a real word? Imperiled? I don't know. This doesn't come off the tongue right. Alright. Uh, this is a resolicitation. Nasty number one. I don't remember hearing about it. So I guess we can check it out. It's by Vault Comics. 18-year-old Thumper Connell still has an imaginary friend, the masked killer from his favorite slasher film. Thumper is obsessed with horror and always has been. He fills his time with scary VHS rentals and hanging out with his fellow fans, the Murder Club. But everything changes when his local video shop acquires one of the notorious films known as Video Nasties. Films too so scary, they're the target of the British Moral Decency League's crusade to ban and burn. But it's only a movie, right? It's all just imaginary, isn't it? It's like back in the VHS days, there were some movies that came out that were actual real style slasher films. Uh... things done to people that was actually being done on film. Uh, Faces of Death was a huge one back then. You could see actual torture and death that was real being videoed and put on film. It just didn't have much regulations back then when they started out. And when you do that, Yeah, never know what you're going to (laughs) get. But we checked them all out. The ones we could get our hands on. Uh, Neighbors Number One by Boom Studios. When Janet and Oliver Gowdy move to a quaint mountain town, their daughter Casey becomes part of a horrific chain of events, revealing that their neighbors are anything but what they seem. Soon, an unsettling old woman named Agnes Agnes Early fixates on Janet and Oliver's other daughter, two-year-old Isabel. It becomes clear that it's impossible to know what to trust or who is even still human. Steeped in Irish and English folklore and mythology, Jude Ellison S. Doyle Joins artist Letzia Kondinicki and colorist Alessandro Santoro to tread new ground in changeling horror. A tale perfect for fans of Eat the Rich and The Nice House on the Lake. Can't quite fixate on what. Stylization of character creatures they're going for. It's by Boom Studios, so I'm sure it's got it'll be decent. We have Never Ender Final Duel number one of nine by Sumerian Comics. The year is 2x19. And due to breakthroughs in artificial accelerants, Mankind has taken to the stars. At the edge of civilization, the dominant sport is a civilized sword duel to the death. The top five fighters are protected by Sangaro, a talented and tenacious duelist. Team Egalite is forced to choose which direction to fight after Merrick openly criticizes the colonel Or colonial republic after the he after his previous duel. (laughs) Uh, Mixing up all these words, dice and kino equip Never Ender for the end game. I hate when they do this X in the year, it's like, why wouldn't it just be 2119 or 2519? Why has it got to be 2X19? I don't... Don't get what the X is. Because there's a lot of... Like... There was one comic that was... 20 xx So it's like... You're just guessing what year in the future. Because you don't want to... Make predictions that won't come true anymore. Like... We should... Should have had flying cars in the 80s thanks to Back to the Future, but never happened. (laughs) And their little lace-on shoes, which they finally got something, kind of, like it. Put an outrageous price on it, of course. And then never mass-produced that, which more people would have wanted. But they'll mass-produce other crap. <laughs> new Mutants Lethal Legion Number 1 by Marvel Comics. The new New Mutants, with all the classic thrills. Best-selling, multiple-award-winning, generally-bedazzled writer Charlie Jane Anders launches a fresh take on the beloved team. With rising star Enid Ball Bal. Behind the illest, lustrous pencils. The Shadow King, Yumen, men Demon Bear themselves. The new mutants have faced some of the most cunning minds in the Marvel Universe and survived. But when someone starts building a new lethal legion, will Krakoa's youngest class finally be outmatched? Featuring fan favorites like Wolfsbane and Karma alongside explosive newcomers, like escapade, this is a series you can't miss. Everything leads to the fall of X. Don't sleep on the start. Uh, it's a uh, can't. It's a miss for me because i just there's too many new characters with all these multiverses. And I get it. There's a, there are everyone I read. I'd say the majority of them have been fun, but it's just too much. Too much input. Too many are starting to have more superheroes than normies out there. And that's just and that's a possibility now that we got all this genetics things where you can pick your genes for your child and figure out how you want them to grow up and what immunities you want them to have and all that stuff. And then once they start breeding with other people, they'll start passing Certain things to their their children, and then eventually we'll have kids that have not exactly superpowers, but super abilities. We got a nightmare before Christmas. Flip, pop, Jack Skellington by Insight Editions. Jack Skellington transforms into a whole new look with just a touch in this ingenious pop-up. Collectible. Display and play. The Nightmare Before Christmas character pop. Jack Skeleton transforms from one look to another with just a flip of the button. Watch Jack Skeleton transform from the classic character in the iconic pinstripe suit to a festive Jack dressed up as a Santa Claus, ready to liven up the holiday festivities. Cult classic that just keeps coming back. Did I say that, that was from Insight Editions? They have A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Ultimate Freddy 7 inch action figure by NECA. I love these. These are the Velcroed boxes that have the extra body parts and all that stuff. And this one's not bad. can't quite figure it out, but it looks like it might have, ah, it's got two Freddy Dog creatures, it's got his claws, his hat, two other heads, so that's a cool little pack, interesting little collection. And it's got a monster hand in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors Glove Replica by NECA. So if you want a little razor blade glove for your Halloween dresses dressing adventures or whatever. You'll just have a collectible glove hanging out in your house with knives all over it. This is for you. It's got a mannequin hand that you can display it on when you're not wearing it. So At least they're stepping up the products a little bit. And next up we got No One, number one, by Image Comics. Miniseries premiere, ten months ago. The Richard Rowe murders shocked the city of Pittsburgh. In the months since, the killings have sparked a dangerous political movement. Copycat killers and a masked vigilante who's still determined to hold the power, powerful accountable. Not a symbol, not a hero. They could be anyone. They're no one. Superstar writers Kyle Higgins and Brian Busolato, and rising star artist Geraldo Borges bring you the extra length first chapter of a true crime superhero drama in its own corner of the Massive Verse. Plus, the story continues in Who Is No One? a monthly companion podcast starring Rachel Leigh Cook. And Patton Oswalt. No one is a massive verse series. Well, I am going to have to look up that. Because I follow Patton Oswalt's podcast and I haven't heard about that one, which is kind of Interesting. I didn't know Patton was also part of the Sandman Netflix series. It's on my list. I just haven't watched it yet. There's a Nosferatu Ultimates W1 Count Orloff action figure by Super 7 Media Incorporated. And it looks like it might come with some extra parts, hands, heads. The extra long finger hands. It's one I'd like to get for the wife for her collection, but damn, it's got quite the price tag on it. For just a little action figure. So I will hold off for now. Then there's a Okami Oki Wolf Form PVC Statue Standard Edition. it's a very interesting looking wolf with weaponry and a headdress. But it's pretty cool looking if you're into that series. That is for you. And then we got Order and Outrage number one. This is by Dark Horse Comics. Gene manipulation has always been solely for those who can afford the expensive prenatal treatments. See, this is what we were just talking about. Income determines status and more importantly, survival. If your genes have not been optimized, the order has no use for you. So basically what they're gonna do, which you kind of expect in the future, they'll have gene manipulation, but only the rich will be able to get to do it. Then those kids will be the bullies for the rest of the kids. It's it's never going to change. The world's going to always have the different classes because why let everybody have the same opportunities? That just wouldn't make any sense. But if your genes have not been optimized, the order has no use for you. You are non-essential, less than, to be eliminated. Everything is geared to keep the ship of state sailing along smoothly. No matter the cost. But in every totalitarian system lies the seeds of rebellion, independence, and outrage. Well, I sure as hell hope so. Because this world is getting ridiculous. If people don't start standing up. We're just going to end up food for the rest of the masses. <laughs> and they're going to start cooking us up, feeding us to the rest of the poor until they can get rid of the rest of them. And then they'll have their little societies again. Uh, there's a Pac-Man PVC statue standard edition from Dark Horse for the Pac-Man fans. And I have no idea what this is. It's uh, not a number one, but I've never heard of this before. It's called PP pee poo poo number 69, one-shot by Silver Sprocket. 2022 Ignatz Award winner for Outstanding Mini-Comic. Cash's take on the classic 60s underground comic collects several short stories, including the hilarious art school Confidential and the queer-meet-cute One Beer. Features a cardstock cover with foil. <clears throat> I better take a drink of water here. <clears throat> Getting raspy, boys. Just started. Got a long day ahead, damn it. I want to get through these previews. All right. Next up, we got Phantom Road number one. Hmm, Something popped up on my calendar that shouldn't be there, so I'm going to have to fix that. So it's Phantom Road number one by Image Comics. Mini-series premiere. Dom is a long-haul truck driver attempting to stay ahead of his tragic past. When he stops one night to assist Birdie, who has been in a massive car crash, they put they pull an artifact from the wreckage that throws their lives into fifth gear. Suddenly, a typical midnight run has become a frantic journey through a surreal world where Dom and Bertie find themselves the quarry of strange and impossible monsters. It's Grindhouse Horror meeting high-concept supernatural fantasy in the first issue of a bold new miniseries from Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. The Eisner Award-nominated creative team behind the best-selling Sentient series. So that doesn't help me. I don't know what I just... Not really sure what... overall story is about, but didn't grab me, so. We got Plan 59 from Outer Space, number one of three from Dren Productions. Another company I've never heard of. Back in 1957, Ed Wood brought us a movie about aliens who tried to raise the dead in order to destroy humanity, in order to prevent us from causing a galaxy, destroying weapon, that they believed we would one day create. This was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Obviously, Plans 1 to 8 failed. And spoiler alert, but frankly the movie has been out for 63 years now, so there shouldn't be much to spoil. So did Plan 9. But what happened in the years since 1957? Did the aliens just give up? Were they going to cease their plans to stop us and save the galaxy? Of course not. Almost 60 years have passed, and in that time they have attempted to destroy us nearly 50 more times, and humanity has become quite adept at fighting them off. But today they are coming back for their 59th plan, a plan that is so nefarious It just might work. I would hope it would work eventually. I liked Plan 9 from Outer Space movie. I know it's an old crappy Ed Wood movie, but I still liked it. And I just might have to read this. Since it's only three issues, we'll see. Pop-up number one of four by Blood Moon Comics. A brand-new pop-up museum has arrived. It contains the world's most infamous and cursed supernatural objects. For creator and starving artist Diane Strickland, this is her big break. Tomorrow is the grand opening, and she and her family must work through the night to make sure it's all ready. But what do you get when you bring so many evil exhibits together? Absolute Terror. Could be interesting, but... Surprised they're only going off four issues with it. We got Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors One-Shot by Archie Comics. Chilling Adventures presents Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors OS. Pop Tate is the glue holding Riverdale together, whether everyone realizes it or not. His chocolate shop is the beating heart of the city, where everyone can stop in for a delicious bite and some safe haven, even the worst sorts. And not just the -the run-of-the-mill rapscallions who recently broke the jukebox. When a young Riverdale couple... Nick St. Clair, and Sherry Time attempt to dine and dash on the humble small business owner, they quickly discover the fryer grease isn't the only heart-stopping thing about the chocolate shop. From tales of mystery meat to the unnatural visitors that dine late at night, this anthology tells stories about the horrors that happen at Riverdale's beloved malt shop. And how Pop Tate is at the center of it all. The most powerful figure in Riverdale, providing haven to all sorts of terrors and underhanded villainy. I can't wait to read this. I think Pop's is like the only restaurant in that town. (laughs) So yeah, it would definitely be the centerpiece of everything. All right, we got Pop Scars number one of six. This is by Sumerian Comics. Pop Scars is a gritty Hollywood revenge story about a vigilante badass in a pink ski mask and the famous Hollywood movie producer she is out to kill, who also happens to be her estranged father. In Hollywood, revenge is, the best, is best served in front of an audience. As our pink ski mask killer pushes her way through a Hollywood crowd, prepared to take her shot at her movie producer father, she's quickly swept into a brand new revenge plot orchestrated by her own unsuspecting target. Well, she shouldn't be taking on her father anyways, but yeah. I'm sure there's reasons behind everything. All right. I think we can do one more here. Predator volume 4 number 1. It's like didn't we just have a new Predator run? This is by Marvel Comics. Now they're doing another one. I know in the 90s they did a bunch of short runs of Predator and the what you call it alien franchise. Fear is reborn. On a planet far from Earth. Eight strangers find themselves in a deadly game. But this time the predators aren't the only ones on the hunt. Someone has the Ucha in their sights. And they've been searching for this game preserved for a long time. Ed Bryson and Netho Diaz kicks off an explosive new series. That will turn everything you thought you knew about predators on its head. Parental Advisory. I don't know. Wasn't overly thrilled with the Predator stuff from last year. So not sure if I'm going to jump on anything for this year. But we're going to end it here and we'll get back with more goodies after this.